Good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Film Focus, episode 69, the review for Dragon Ball Super Broly. the north, south, east, and west, and welcome to another episode of Film Focus. I am your host, the Hyperson55, and I'm glad that you decided to join me once again for some film-related discussion, and yeah, it's been a little while since the last episode, apologies, but I'm back now, so, you know, no more complaints. I'm here, and I am ready to give you a review that I've been wanting to do for so long, just... Just thinking about it just makes me giddy. Yes, as you heard at the start of this episode, we are talking about the latest film from the Dragon Ball franchise, Dragon Ball Super Broly. Now, before we get into the review, let's go ahead and do a little bit of background detail. Now, uh, for those who aren't aware, um, I'm a massive fan of Dragon Ball. I have been since I was nine years old when I first saw Dragon Ball Z in the UK on Cartoon Network's Toonami slot at the age of nine and you know since then Dragon Ball has become a major part of my life and while my interest in the franchise sort of waned a little bit in the sort of late 2000s just because there was no major new Dragon Ball content outside of like you know the video games once the film started coming out and obviously uh, Super with its uh, you know better episodes after like you know Universe 6 in the Tournament of Power started Man, I am in love with Dragon Ball pretty much the same way I have been since I was a kid, basically. Dragon Ball is just something that has my heart, my soul, forever. And obviously, if you listen to one of my previous episodes where I detailed, you know, my thoughts on all 15 of the Dragon Ball Z films prior to this new release, you'll know how much of a fan I am of this franchise, of the characters' stories, and all the wonderful things that just makes this bizarre, hilarious, wonderful universe, you know, so enticing to me. But anyway, Dragon Ball Super Broly. I really have been following this film pretty extensively for a little while now, especially after really getting interested in the, you know, production side of things and the anticipation that came with that, thanks to Anime AJ, this wonderful guy online who, uh, you know, sometimes works on... Uh, What's with the Kanzenshu people, but primarily has his own YouTube channel and he talks about all the animation side of things with the Dragon Ball Super, you know, TV series and has been, you know, documenting all the stuff going on with, uh, you know, the lead up to uh, Dragon Ball Super Broly. So yeah, if you ever check him out, like that AJ guy, find him on Twitter or YouTube, he's great. But anyway, yeah, I've been following that film via him and obviously doing my own research and with each new trailer that came out for that film, I was like, oh, oh my God, because... The film looks so different from the previous ones in terms of the art direction, the way in which they handled the animation, and this new story was obviously promising not only the return of Broly, but also a retcon for the entire series in terms of, you know, stuff that happened with Frieza, Goku, Vegeta, and, uh, you know, is it some of all that stuff, so, you know, at first I was thinking, why are they bringing back Broly again, that guy? You know, the big shouty man that, you know, a lot of people like. I mean, he's cool in design, and I like how overwhelmingly strong he is, but at the same time, there's nothing to him. And movie number eight that he, you know, debuted in was good, but I don't think it's that great, so... 
uh, I was just a little, you know, bummed out about it. But when I heard that Akira Toriyama had like pretty much direct involvement and was gonna retcon the character and put him into the franchise in a way that made sense, I was like, you know what, Toriyama, you go do something. So um, yeah, I saw the film two days ago, and uh, mate, 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 I, I can't hide my excitement for this film. I love this film. It was one of the best experiences I've ever had in the cinema, and it was my first Dragon Ball film in the cinema. So naturally, I I am I was going to be hyped either way, but the film was just fabulous. It's a near perfect film for me, and I know that a lot of my feelings towards this film is you know biased because of my nostalgic love for this franchise, but also you know. I came in looking for something and this film gave me something and then something and then it gave me the rest of the universe on top of it but yeah um, I'm going to try and be objective where possible but you have to understand that this is a film made for fans and if you're any sort of fan then you will be pleased with this film in almost every way I've seen some people that have like you know was it negatives about the film or some people that didn't like it as much which was you know a little surprising but yeah your love for this film will depend on what kind of Dragon Ball fan you are and what you're looking for or looking to get out of this film. But, you know, we'll get into that, uh, you know, with the review. So, as per usual with these reviews, we'll talk about the story, the characters, presentation, and then the overall conclusion. And know that I will not do any spoilers for this. I will try to be as vague as possible. I will only detail anything that's been shown in the promotional material up until this point. So with all that being said, let's jump into this review. Okay, and now it's time to talk about that plot, and here's the thing, I want to be as vague as possible, but also as clear as possible, so I'll try to talk about the plot as best I can. So you have about maybe 30% of this film that takes place in the past, and 70% that takes place in the present. So the past basically deals with, you know, Freezer's plan to eradicate the Saiyans, you know, King Vegeta being jealous of uh, Broly as an infant with his crazy power levels and having him banished to a separate planet with his father Paragus chasing after him and then vowing revenge against King Vegeta for the banishment. You also have a little bit of details going on with uh, Bardock, Goku's dad, and him having to send his son away because he fears that, you know, the Saiyan race might be ending. And yeah, all of this stuff in the past has a lot of really interesting emotional and dramatic material and while I would have liked to have seen a lot more of it because I feel like for Dragon Ball just in general this is some of the best emotional and dramatic material we've ever gotten it was really reaching in like emotional territories that we haven't seen from Dragon Ball ever now that's not to say that Dragon Ball hasn't had any emotional material before especially go back to you know was it the uh, Dragon Ball series but this was reaching into you know was it even deeper material and considering how crazy light-hearted and just over the top the Dragon Ball franchise has gone obviously with Z, GT and Super it was nice to have like you know just some more emotional moments and these were really quite touching I was like oh wow I'm actually starting to feel in a Dragon Ball film so some of this stuff in the past was really good um, and even in the present, once the film switches to the present times, there's some pretty um, interesting themes going on with, uh, you know, free will, choice, resentment, sins of the past, and revenge, and all that kind of stuff. Some of those themes are like, you know, is it fairly familiar to the Dragon Ball franchise, but the way in which it was handled in this film just felt like there was a little bit more sophistication going on than there 
has been in you know previous Dragon Ball material. But yeah, the plot is pretty simple, but there is a lot more going on if you you know look for it. I feel like with the past segment, it was pretty interesting, but the way in which it sort of skipped towards the present was a little surprising because I was hoping for a little bit more material, um, you know, in that period just because it was so it was heavily advertised. So I was hoping to see just a little bit more of that. But also, there's some stuff going on with Broly and his dad, and maybe some of the, um, you know, stuff going on with those guys, and maybe like Chi Lai and Lemo that I would have liked to see more of. Because, yeah, there's a certain point that after a while, the story sort of takes a backseat to the spectacle, and while that spectacle is fantastic, um, I just wanted to see a little bit more of these um, story beats that this film had established. But, yeah, going on beyond that, what I will say is that, you know, was it when the film story is good it was pretty good the emotional moments when they worked they were really good and the humor the humor was fabulous i haven't laughed this much in dragon ball for a while now and i feel like this film uh you know the people behind it are fully aware of these characters you know was it uh what makes them tick what makes them you know was it uh entertaining and some of the stuff that goes on with these characters the, some of the jokes and uh you know some of the situation they're put in is hilarious in the cinema that I was in, loads of people were laughing just because it was so delightful and funny and the humour came at just the right moments to, you know, break up some of the more serious and crazy material. The humour was on point. And this film, if you like your fan service and references, holy mackerel, there was so much to love with all the references to the past, the present, and, you know, was it recent stuff? It goes... any. There was so much stuff going on from Dragon Ball to Dragon Ball Z to Dragon Ball Super and um, the references were insane. There was just um, so many subtle visual and verbal references to all these things that's happened over the franchise. So if you know your Dragon Ball Z lore, the amount of stuff that you'll be able to see and appreciate is insane. I loved it. It was so good. Now when it comes to the characters, I feel like they were all pretty good. Everybody who was on display were utilized pretty well. And yeah, man, I just loved everybody that was on screen. Now, because of the nature of this story, the uh, cast of characters were limited to Goku, Vegeta, and a handful of the regular main and secondary cast members. And then obviously you had the new characters to fill in the extra spaces. And yeah, so if you're expecting certain appearances from some of your favorite characters beyond like, you know, the more powerful characters in the Dragon Ball franchise, you may be a little disappointed. But again, because of the nature of this story, it makes sense why the cast is kept as limited as it is. So yeah, firstly, there's Goku and Vegeta. What can you say about these guys that hadn't been said already? They were on point. The, you know, Goku is still the fun-loving idiot that has these wonderful moments of humor but also moments to uh you know be pretty skillful you know not only as a fighter but also show that he's you know grown as a fighter and uses his abilities to uh, you know interact with people in uh you know interesting ways and then there's vegeta you know is it cold solid angry and aggressive and beautiful and if you're a fan of Vegeta you will really love this film because he has so many great moments not only as a fighter but also just these interesting interactions with uh, Goku and uh, you know was there Bulma as well and it, it's fab it's so much fun Freezer oh my god 
Now, obviously, a lot of people, you know, depending on who you talk to, are either tired of seeing Frieza. They love Frieza now. I was, you know, was it okay with his appearance after he showed up in uh, Resurrection F? But since Super, I love Frieza now. He's he's great. And in this film, he was bloody hilarious. But also as devious and as crafty as he's always been, I really liked what they did with him in this film. He had an interesting role to play. Pretty crafty and unexpected. But when you see how it plays out, it plays to his strengths as the character that he's been since he was introduced in Dragon Ball Z. I also really like Bulma as well. She has always been a good source of uh, humor and uh, fun and delightfulness since the very beginning. And while she hasn't had like, you know, major appearances in the Dragon Ball franchise besides obviously Battle of Gods, anytime she does show up and she has a prominent role, it's great, and in this film, she had some really good moments. The humor with her, especially, was great. Beerus and Whis, I love those guys. They had some interesting moments, especially Whis. And um, yeah, oh, my boy Piccolo. His role in this film was pretty minor. However, when he did show up, oh my God, Piccolo, my boy, I love that guy. He was he was great. As for the new characters, you have Lemo and Chilai. Both of those characters were interesting purely because we never really got to see much of what goes on in, you know, was it Freezer's forces. So it was almost like getting a look into the uh, bad guy's perspective, sort of like looking into what goes on in the Empire's, you know, forces in Star Wars. So, uh, yeah, Lemo, he's like a uh, old guy who's, you know, seen a lot of stuff and probably been part of Freezer's force for a good while, good few decades. And... Uh, Chilai is just a uh, person that was sort of on the run and joined the Freezer Force just to avoid, like, uh, you know, getting in trouble with other people. And these two bounce off of each other pretty well. They have a nice, like, little bond. And um, seeing how they eventually come into contact with Broly, those three have a very interesting, you know, was it, trifecta. And they have just a wonderful interaction. They're, like, I guess, a. Uh, Broly's first proper friends and like moral compass to help him sort of navigate the world and I really like them and uh, Chila it has to be said she's cute she's sassy and clearly going to be the new waifu of so many people in you know Dragon Ball we've had numerous women in the Dragon Ball franchise that a lot of people love you know whether we talk about Bulma or Android 18 or Android 21 but yeah she's definitely a new waifu and um, a lot of people really like her but even before the film had come out and just, you know, we only got tiny pieces of marketing. But you, after you see this film, you'll see why people are obsessed with her. She's great. And then, obviously, you have Paragus and Broly. Now, Paragus, the father of Broly, he's this tough, aggressive man who has a beef with King Vegeta. And basically, because of uh, what happened in the past, he wants revenge by getting Vegeta currently to get his comeuppance for what his dad did to him. And he's just not a very nice man. He definitely has a sense of uh, pride and um, he's a bit of a douche. So yeah, like, you know, is it you want to see him get his comeuppance as well, but uh, he, you can tell that he's also a bit of a concerned father, but just not a very nice one. But I thought he was interesting and his dynamic with uh, Broly was interesting because he was a pretty abusive and not very nice father. You know, obviously he had his reason for doing what he did because obviously if Broly flew out the handle, you know, everybody would die. Um, but yeah, he was not very nice. But Broly was very interesting. For the first time ever, Broly actually had character. 
this was just a crazy angry man running around shouting Kakarot for ages um, in the old films but here they've changed him into a victim of circumstance he's a person with you know anger issues but he's also just been thrown into an unfortunate situation when he was banished to that planet so he only got to grow up and learn how to live in a certain way and because of the relationship with his father it was, he never had like proper interactions with people and some people noted how he has similarities to Tarzan and that is a pretty apt comparison I sort of felt that way especially after he came into contact with Lemo and Chi-Li for the first time he is a sympathetic character you do feel for the guy and while it does suck that after the fighting begins a lot of the character development that was given to him sort of goes out the window in favor of what we sort of saw with the previous films in terms of him running around you know just screaming and fighting um i do believe that they did some really good stuff with him and i do like him he's really good and yeah, as for, you know, was it the voice cast, I saw this film in the English dub and I thought they were pretty good. Now, I would have preferred to see this in the sub just because the uh, Japanese voice cast, I've really become accustomed to those guys, especially after watching, you know, Dragon Ball Kai and Dragon Ball Super and obviously the, uh, the recent films. But I do believe that the voice cast for the English dub did a really good job. And I really liked, um, you know, was it Sean Shemmel and Christopher Zabat as Goku and Vegeta. Those guys have been voicing these characters for so long now. You can feel that these guys have, like, you know, got a natural rapport with the voice work that they've done. And it just really elevates these characters in a way that, you know, was it just feels a little bit more, I don't know, fancier than what we've seen in previous films. But yeah, the voice cast is also really good. And now it's time to talk about the best element of the film. The thing that I believe everyone will be talking about for years to come. The presentation. From a visual standpoint, this film was beyond epic. This film was one of the most visceral, intense, spectacular and mind-bending films I have ever experienced. I have seen a good number of films in the cinema, you know, in standard screens to IMAX, and there's only a handful of films that have ever, you know, properly wowed me, and that would be Tron Legacy in IMAX, that would be Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, I think Avengers Infinity War was also pretty good as well, and I would also say the anime film Redline, and speaking of Redline, Redline to me is one of the most visually impressive animated pieces of material I've ever seen in my life. And yet this film happened to, you know, just blow my mind, I think even more so than Redline, but I think that's just because the characters and the stuff going on on screen is something I've been familiar with for years, but this is like the best, best version. Think of anything you've seen in the world of Dragon Ball animated over the years that Dragon Balls had existed, and then times it by 1000, and what you have is this visual spectacle of pure quality the amount of wonderful material that gets done and as the film just starts when the fighting starts it just gets better and better and better the amount of just quality is just <laughs> astounding i'm trying to find the right words to say here this film features some of the most fluid animation that the series has ever had with various camera angles tracking shots rotations layering of effects and a beautiful art direction which is just so good 
the way in which they've redesigned the character artwork to, you know, sort of look closer to the uh, manga just looks so nice and clean. The use of color is so, so good with such distinctive colors ranging from, uh, you know, you got all spectrums of the rainbow here. And I love the sense of scale. None of the Dragon Ball Z films before this have ever looked as spacious as this one has. The color scheme really lends itself well to space, different character costumes, planets, environments, beam attacks, and so on. And several times I found myself just looking at this film, just being in awe and just trying to take it all in. And just when I thought the film wouldn't, you know, surprise me anymore, it just upped itself. There were certain points where this film just felt like it was going on an acid trip of amazingness. And I'm just like, good God, man. I will admit that some of the action sequences do get a little crazy really quickly and there is so much stuff happening on screen that you have to sort of brace yourself and take it all in because it's almost like you're moving on a roller coaster at breakneck speed just trying to take in everything that's happening all at the same bloody time but for what the film is and for what these animation people have been able to pull off is nothing short of freaking spectacular. I was grinning the entire time and one of the things I loved about this film was that they didn't forget that these guys are fighters. The amount of hand to hand combat, interesting moves with punches and kicks and uh, you know was it beam attacks and oh it was delicious. The environmental damage of people like you know, smashed into the ground, into mountains, into lava, into space. Oh, <laughs> ah, God, it was intense, it was beautiful, it was wonderful, it was great, it was just the best. And another thing that needs to be noted is the film score by Narahito Sumitomo, who did the film scores for Battle of Gods, Resurrection F, and Dragon Ball Super, which has been some of the best musical material that Dragon Ball has had in years. His work here was fantastic. His work had such a great level of uh, variedness in terms of the emotional and dramatic material, but also just getting you hyped up for what was going on in screen. The music helped elevate everything by at least another, you know, 20 to 30%. It worked in tandem with the animation to create such a intensely amazing experience. The only thing that I would say about the music that I didn't like or was just a little concerned about was there's during the fight sequences with, uh, was it Vegeta and uh, Broly, and I think was it Goku was involved as well, there's this weird song in the background that sounds like it's just shouting out the names of the characters. It's just completely bizarre, and you can't take it seriously. I don't know who, uh, whose choice that was. It's weird, and I don't like it. But beyond that, the presentation, A1. Fabulous. Alright, and now we've reached the conclusion. So, what did I think about Dragon Ball Super Broly? Well, if it wasn't about already, I thought this film was bloody amazing. This film is fabulous, and it truly is a film made for fans. Now, your love for this film will definitely depend on how much of an attachment you have to the Dragon Ball franchise, and, you know, what you're looking to get out of this film. Because, I know I've seen online that there were some people that complained about some of the story elements, some people said that it wasn't as, you know, was it, uh... 
there wasn't that sense of dread or um, tension that some of the previous uh, Dragon Ball films had, like the original Broly film, you know, movie number eight. There was also some people said that complained about like uh, some of the character development and um, you know some of the pacing and all these other sort of minor or notable nitpicks that they had. But for me, I thought this film was great. As a guy that's been watching Dragon Ball now for almost 20 years, to see Dragon Ball in this quality state and with all the extra story details and themes that they were able to implement and the way in which they were able to also, you know, turn Broly into a character that I actually like now, it's crazy. The cast did a really good job with, you know, the English dub, all the characters were on point, the animation was godly the uh, soundtrack was really good the overall experience was just the best thing i've ever experienced in my life i will be gushing about this film for weeks months and i can't wait to you know was it see it again just because <sighs> my god it was just so much fun so yeah man i mean like uh, dragon ball super broly if you're a dragon ball fan you owe it to yourself to give this film a watch. It is just an experience that you have to try and see in the cinema because with that sound and that picture quality, Toei Animation have really outdone themselves and shown that when they have the time to craft a really good piece of work, they can turn the Dragon Ball franchise into something godly to behold. And hats off to all of the uh, people at Toei and uh, Akira Toriyama for like you know is it putting this thing, film together this is my favorite you know film of 2019 even though it's a 2018 film and yeah man just it's a good time <laughs> all right so now ladies and gentlemen it's down to you what did you think of Dragon Ball Super Broly did it meet exceed or come under your expectations what did you think of the new version of Broly was he better or worse than the original version and what did you think of the retcons that they did to you know was it the past you know in regards to uh, adapting Dragon Ball Miners some of the changes that they made to you know was it uh, Freeze's introduction and you know his destruction of uh, you know the same planet all that sort of stuff holler at me I would love to know because there's not many Dragon Ball fans here in Canada that I can talk to, but, you know, let me know. Let me know. And, yeah, by the way, I've moved from the UK to Canada, if I didn't mention that beforehand. So, yeah, um, my viewing experience of certain films will be a little different now because I'm on the other side of the planet, but I will try to do as much as I can for this podcast. Maybe have some new additional guests. We shall see. It's early days, but so far, life in, uh, you know, is it Canada so far? It's been pretty good. Anyway, with all that being said, thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Please be sure to uh, check me out online where you can find me at Hypersonic55 or at FilmFocus55 on Twitter. Check out the blog hypersonic55.wordpress.com and check this podcast out on SoundCloud and iTunes. We need your support. All right, that's me done. Thank you for listening. Until the next time, this is the Hypersonic 55 signing out. Peace. Peace.